Welcome to another edition of Park Talk Podcast, the official podcast of the Naperville Park District. Hi, everyone. I'm your host, Sue Omanson. Today's episode is about bees, their role in pollinating our food, their decline, and how we can help bring them back. We'll hear from a local bee expert, Brittany Buckles, who tended the Park District's honeybee hives at the Ron Ory Community Garden Plots in 2017 and is now working with the U.S. Fish and Wildlife's Bumblebee Protection and Recovery Project. Brittany has a master's degree from the University of Illinois in entomology and has loved studying insects ever since she was a child. The interview with Brittany was recorded in October 2017. She describes some of the research she completed in college, which led her to become interested in bees. We pick up her story today, beginning with her sophomore year project, which involved the study of native bees nesting on green roof systems. Listen here and throughout the interview for her description of native bees, which I learned are different from honeybees and just as important to understand and protect. I met a uh, PhD student in Toronto, Canada, and we discovered the different populations of native bees that nested on top of green roof systems across the U.S. and Canada. So that project was very fun for me, and it, it let me into this world of the diversity that is just within the native bees. Uh, which is 20,000 species, really? 4,000 in, uh, in the U.S. So oh, that was really amazing. great. Meanwhile, I was um, an intern at the St. Louis Zoo, and we were also doing pollinator projects for cavity nesting bees, which are a group of natives, and we were making um, nest box for them in parks and gardens. And I actually got to go to Nairobi, Kenya, and work with students there uh, to develop pollinator gardens specifically for the native bees in Kenya. So that was really fun. Um, Then I went on and got a master's degree at the University of Illinois in Urbana-Champaign. And it was in entomology, the study of insects, but for my master's thesis, I focused on native bees again, and I looked at their nesting rates in uh, prairie systems in Missouri, and we were able to discover the different soil characteristics that bees prefer when they're nesting, because 80% of the bee species actually live underground. So that was really interesting to uh, discover this new little niche of research um, that's actually very important because they're living in the ground for the majority of their lives. So we looked at um, the different plants uh, and the soil characteristics and how it affects the bee populations in the tall grass prairie. Next, I asked Brittany how it's different being a beekeeper of honeybees versus studying native bees in the wild. So the honeybees are really a lot different than the other bees that I've been studying throughout the years. So honeybees are social insects and they need management. So this is a really interesting dynamic for for insects because they all live in a hive together with different roles and it's really cool to be the manager of that. Um, So it's really nice. I think working with the bees really helps you understand um, their biology and also that they're they're pretty peaceful, actually. I mean, you have to wear a bee suit, but um, they aren't looking to attack you or to sting you. They're just doing what they want to do and... uh, And the bees that I work with here are surprisingly very peaceful. (laughs) 
Brittany then explained why native bees are more peaceful than honeybees. Uh, when you look at all the bees that there are, there's 20,000 species, most of them are solitary. Genetically speaking, the solitary bees um, are less aggressive because there's only one of them. So one um, female bee will lay her set of eggs in one nest and it'll just be her. So if she stings you, she dies. So if you are a solitary bee, there's not a lot of incentive to do mm. that. However, if you are living in a hive with your queen and all of your sisters, then genetically speaking, there is a lot of um, a lot of reason for you to protect them, to die for the benefit of the hive body. Next, I asked Brittany about the reported decline of honeybees. Since 2014, the Park District has been maintaining honeybee hives at the garden plots to help pollinate the flowers and vegetables there, and also to provide a good environment for the bees to grow and flourish. I wondered to what extent honeybees continue to decline around the world. In terms of the decline, it is a global decline. Um, they're seeing, we are seeing the loss of bees uh, all over the world, and it is really sad. In Illinois, about one out of two hives die every winter. Um, winter is really hard for them here because they have evolved in Europe. They're European species, and we import them into the United States. So they have been evolving with the climate in Europe. So when they're in Illinois, it's really hard for them to survive the winter for um, several reasons, mostly due to uh, moisture getting into the hive, or that they can run out of food, or they can freeze to death. So the bees actually do not hibernate. They are awake and alive inside, inside of the hive. So in the hive, the sisters and the queen create a cluster, and the inside of the cluster is about 90 degrees, and the outside of the cluster can't drop below 45 degrees, and if it does, they can die. Mm -hmm. So the cluster of bees moves internally within the hive, eating all the different honey. So it's really important um, in the winter to make sure that they have enough food to survive. Uh, so that is, that is one of the problems in Illinois for the decline, is making it through the winter. My next question was, what are some of the important crops that honeybees pollinate? That's a great question. Uh, so one of the very important things that honeybees do is that they pollinate. So um, there are a lot of people that think of honeybees and they think, oh, they are making honey. That's why they're so important. And honey is delicious and is important. But um, according to Pollinator Partnership, one out of three bites that we eat is because a bee has pollinated wow. that food. That's so one out of three. Startling. Yeah, it's a lot. So if we lose these bees, a lot of things um, that we enjoy eating would go too. And I think that's why a lot of people in society are really concerned about mm -hmm. the bees. And they are trying to do things even in their own yards to help protect them. Because they pollinate things that are really important and that we enjoy eating, like apples and peaches and cherries, almost all fruit. Um, they pollinate almonds in California and a lot of different nuts. So there's a lot of things that bees do besides make honey. Next, I wanted to know what people in Naperville could do who might have a small yard or just a container garden on a balcony to help honeybees thrive and keep them from declining even more. 
Yeah, I think that the average person can can do something to help the bees out. So we all need to come together and work for this issue. And it could be as easy as planting some native plants in your front yard. Um, some of the most beautiful ones, in my opinion, are the black-eyed Susan and the purple coneflower. Mm -hmm. They're very ornamental, but they're also native, and the bees love them. Um, there's also something called bee balm that is really mm -hmm. great for them. But I just really encourage people to... Um, when they're picking out their plants to think about selecting plants that are native because there's a lot of them that are beautiful and those are the ones that our native bees have evolved with um, and the ones that have a lot of nutrition. The other thing is diversity. Don't just plant one plant. Plant as many as you can because the bees need the same amino acids as we do. So if they are only have um, a few plants, maybe they won't be as healthy. So the more diverse you can get your native garden to be, the better. So as Brittany explained, planting diverse native plants will help both honeybees and native bees. She also noted that bees need protection from pesticides. And of course, you can um, reduce your pesticide use, especially the ones that are nerve poisons, and only apply them when necessary. Uh, you can do things um, through a method called integrative pest management, IPM. And it's, it's kind of a concept where you assess the problem more closely so that you can find more specific ways to treat the problem. So if you have a pest, you can um, identify the species of the pest and then maybe find a very specific solution for that pest species. Uh, sometimes you can plant another plant that that pest prefers or you can mechanically remove them instead of spraying. Uh, maybe you could find a biocontrol agent or an organic uh, pesticide to use instead, or you can reduce the amount of pesticide that you're using. The other thing you could do is spray, um, spray when the bees are not flying. So if it's dark outside, the bees can't see, they won't fly. So if the, if the pesticide is dry, by the time the bees wake up in the morning, it will be less harmful than if you spray it while they're foraging. That's so those really are two things that the average person, if you have a yard, mm -hmm. could do to help the bees. And next, I asked Brittany about organizations that might have practical information about pest management online, such as the University of Illinois Extension, or the EPA? Yeah, most definitely. I think um, both of those places will have information online. Mm -hmm. Again, it's called Integrative Pest Management, mm -hmm. so you can, you can go that way. If you um, need help identifying your pest, I would be more than happy to help with that. Um, I have some taxonomy knowledge from my Great. master's degree, um, so you can email me if you want. It's my name at gmail.com. In an email following this interview, I asked Brittany about the role of native bees in pollinating fruit and other crops. She said they do pollinate many of the same crops as honeybees, and also are uniquely able to pollinate some native fruits and vegetables, such as pumpkins, cherries, blueberries, and cranberries. Together with honeybees, they are responsible for one out of every three bites of food that we eat as Americans. You can find links to more information about bees on our episode webpage at napervileparks.org slash podcasts. Thank you for listening. Be sure to submit your comments, suggestions, and questions for our mailbag segment through our website at naprovilleparks.org forward slash podcasts. Additional information on Naperville Park District programs and services can be found at naprovilleparks.org. 
The Naperville Park District's mission is to provide recreation and park experiences that promote healthy lives, healthy minds, and a healthy community. Park Talk Podcast is a production of the Naperville Park District.